Thank you for listening to our Love City Church podcast. Visit us online at www.lovecitychurch.ca. We pray that this message encourages you and strengthens you in your walk with Jesus. How many happy to be at church today? January 2022. Come on, 2020, 2021 is over. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. You should be more excited about that. It's in the past, amen. We stretch forward to 2022. It's going to be an amazing year uh, in our church. It's going to be an amazing year in your life. We start today our 21 days of prayer and fasting. You say, Ryan, I was talking to someone the other day and uh, at our Christmas Eve service, which what an amazing time at our Christmas Eve service. And man, I just, we had so many people watch online, so many people in the house. It was so fun. And then uh, if you missed our uh, December 26th, my wife and I cast some vision for the year. If you missed it, I'm going to strongly encourage you to go back and listen because uh, I think it's going to light some fire in your bum. Uh, well, not like, like your sickness, but in your belly, <laughs> not your bum. That's going around. So uh, we rebuke that in the name of Jesus. No burning in your bum, but some, uh, some burning in your belly. How about that? And, uh, you know, come on, it's going to just burn a fire in your belly. That's what I meant to say. Um, no diarrhea, okay? Um, and it's going to be awesome. And then also, uh, I, I preached a message uh, last week online called Committed. Three, three things I want to charge the church to do. And I want to encourage, if you missed it, come on, church was still happening. Go listen to it. I really believe it will encourage you. Uh, but today is our 21 days of prayer and fasting. And we believe, we've done this every year, twice a year, and we believe that this year, God is up to something great in our church. We believe God's up to something great in your life. Come on, I want to hear an amen. I want you to talk to me today. Come on, 2022 is a year where our church is going to talk during church. Come on, to the preachers. So come on, let me hear you say amen. See, that's good. Come on, I like this section. Right about here, I want to hear something right. I can't see who you are up there because I can literally see right here. Come on, right in the sec. Let's hear from the middle section today, amen. Come on, on the count of three, let me hear an amen. One, two, three. There it is. There's people there. That's awesome. But come on, we're believing God's going to do something great. He's going to go above and beyond in your life. He wants to transform your heart and your mind. This is not a year of apathy in our walk with God. This is not a year where we're just living under the blessing of God, but we forget who gave us the blessing in the first place. Come on, this is a year of breakthrough. During our finance series, this is a year of financial breakthrough. This is a year of supernatural breakthrough. This is a year of marriage breakthrough. This is a year of sin being broken off of your life. This is a year where we're going to see God do above and beyond all that we ask or dream according to the power that's at work within us. Come on, I want to stir your faith this morning. I got a little bit of granola bar in my mouth there. I want to stir your faith this morning that God is up to something great in our midst. We're going to see lost people saved this year. We're going to see more families restored this year. More groups. We're launching uh, maybe three groups here, but for sure two. <laughs> we're working on the third right now. We're launching two groups this year. Come on, on, January, or on February 5th, we're setting in our very first local elders. Come on, amen. We're going to be setting, we're going to have prophetic ministry, and they're going to prophesy over our team. They're going to prophesy over you. If you've never been, uh, received prophetic ministry, come, register. The spots are filling up. Come on, this is going to be a year of breakthrough, a year of going deeper in God's word, 
a year of falling in love with Jesus, a year of being committed to the house of the Lord, a year of giving our first of our finances to the Lord. It's a year of transformation in Love City Church. And I believe that if you're here this morning, you're watching online, I know there's a lot of folks today watching online because people are getting sick with all sorts of stuff, and so we play, pray healing in the name of Jesus. Amen? No fire in your bum. Hallelujah. We believe today that God is going to do something great in our midst as we start this 21 days of prayer and fasting. And I, I, this, this series that we're going to do for the next three weeks is something the Lord put on my heart um, last year at the end. And I just felt right away the Lord said, you know, kind of gave me a clear map for the next uh, four weeks. We're going to do a lot of fun things on the Word this year. We're going to do a couple book studies, walk through the scripture verse by verse uh, through the Bible. We're going to do a series on uh, this next week's on worship about first. We're going to do an evangelism series. Talk about, come on, we want to invite your friends to church, amen. We want to tell people about Jesus Christ this year, amen. Come on, every single person, I'd say 90% of people who've come to Jesus Christ through our church have come through a personal invitation to come to church. And so we believe that there is a power in the invite of saying, hey, come to church, experience God's presence, and uh, let's see what God can do in your life. But we're going to get into this series today and start with the idea of first. You know, first is uh, the the idea of the the first. First is uh, a special thing, the first. You know, the first child or the first girl or, or the first boy in your family or maybe it's the first kiss. Hello. Hallelujah. That's a good one. And I didn't have it with you. Ha <laughs> ha, just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. Take it easy. Take it easy. Maybe it's your first date. Or maybe it's the first, you know, the first, uh, you know, the first time you start that new job that you've always wanted or that, that, that first day of work or that first Christmas as a married couple or firsts are special. Firsts are a big deal. You look back, and I'm sure when you look back at your life, you say, man, let's reminisce on your life. You go back, oh, I remember that first time my father-in-law was telling me the the first time he cross-country skied, and he almost got lost in a blizzard and died, and he was laughing about it, and it was awesome. And I was like, wow, you are crazy. And, you know, I don't know what your first is, but firsts are special. Firsts become very important in our lives. And and really what happens is, is a lot of times this idea of first that this first becomes something that we put our affection on, our our, our attention on. It's something that we really care about. It's something that's very valuable uh, to us. A lot of times in our life, what's first in our life is often things that we prioritize. It's things that we put our aim on, things that we put our focus on. It's things that we give ourselves to, things that we give our lives to. This idea of first are things in our life that we value that we give our effort, priority, and heart to, and often get the most of our attention, the most of our affection, and the most of our life. And it's because the first is special. It's because the first is very important to us. It's because the first becomes something that's a large focus in our life, becomes the aim of our life. And during this next three weeks, I want to talk about the teachings of Jesus Because Jesus identifies something about the first. He identifies there's something very powerful about the first. And I want you to know today that there is something supernatural that lies behind your first in your life. There is a breakthrough. There is something supernatural that lies behind the first in your life, the the first thing, the first priority, the first focus, the first aim. And in the text we're going to look at today, 
is uh, uh, Jesus had been talking about all sorts of things about life. He'd been going down and talking about sharing your faith. And he was talking about uh, revenge and hate and murder and, and holding grudges and adultery and divorce and, and keeping your word and revenge and loving your neighbor and, and giving to those that are in need and, and learning how to pray and fasting and money and the power that money has over your life. And then he comes to the section of scripture that we're going to look at for the next three weeks, and he identifies that that he comes to this, this focus about the details and the worries and the concerns of life. He, he calls it clothes, food, your body, and tomorrow. And he identifies these things in our lives that often are the focus of our lives, take the attention of our lives, take the, the, the mental power of our lives, fill our hearts, and they're important to us, they're valuable to us, they're things that we care about. And Jesus came down in this passage of Scripture and begins to identify that there are things that are very, very important to us, but these things that are important to us, our children's success, our future careers, paying the bills, making sure that my ministry has value or my gifts are used or, or making sure that my marriage sees success or making sure that all that I have in my heart comes to pass in 2022. All of these things are valuable and all of these things are important and all of these things hold true and they're important to us and they mean something to us. And what Jesus identifies as he comes down through this verse he identifies that these things, though important and valuable for our lives, they have a tendency to become more important than God. They tend to become, without us even realizing it, more important than the Lord. And we find that they become important to us because we care about them. We care about if our children are going to do how our children are going to do at school. We care about. Is my money going to have impact? I care about, am I going to be able to do my ministry or my career? I care about, am I going to be able to finish school? I care about, is this sickness ever going to go away? Or am I going to get sick? Or what's going to happen tomorrow with the things, all the worries and the details and the realities of our life without even realizing that they can tend to slip in to our mind and our heart and become the first place in our lives. And God becomes second. Sometimes it's just plain life, it's an accident. Sometimes it happens and we don't even realize that we're distracted by these concerns. Maybe you're here today and you say, I want to get in shape. And you say, man, I want to get in shape. I don't need to get in shape. You need to get in shape and maybe you're focused on your health and you're focused on this, this exercise program or you're focused on eating a certain way or, or maybe you want to write a book this year or, or maybe you want to get a, a, a better paying job and so you're working hard hours or you want to finish school or maybe you, you're single here today and you need to find some love in the name of Jesus in 2022. Maybe you want to have your first kiss. Maybe you're trying to have kids. Or maybe you're, you're going to have a kid. Maybe you're, you, you know, you've, you're so focused on your children and their success or the building of your business to a certain level or the finding of your purpose. And these things are legitimate and these things are important and these things are valuable and we care about them. But what happens is they take the place of God. But maybe it's not just that. Maybe it goes deeper than just being a distraction that you need to come back 
Center yourself. Maybe it goes deeper, and I want to address this today because I believe this is a year where God wants to bring breakthrough in your life in specific areas. Maybe it goes from being just a distraction to being an area of sin in your life. Maybe it goes from being something that you're just focused on and you just find yourself a little bit, you know, fluttering thoughts and distraction and you come on Sunday just to kind of be reminded about coming back to center and come on, come on, going to group and, you know, having your daily walk with devotions and maybe you just find yourself, you're just overwhelmed by the worries of it. Or maybe it's the other side where you don't know how to deal with the worries of tomorrow and life and so you cope with different areas of your life that maybe aren't healthy or maybe you find yourself, you know, in an area of sin with an addiction. Maybe it's alcohol or it's drugs or it's pornography or spending money or maybe you're just going into deeper debt or maybe you keep getting into these unhealthy relationships or maybe it's just lust in your life or greed in your life or power in your life. Whatever it might be, maybe this sin in your life begins to get larger and bigger and what you don't realize is that you are only living for your kingdom. You might come to church and you might raise your hand, but and the reality is you are stuck in an area of sin in your life. I bring this up today because I believe that in 2022, I know God has done it in my life. I know God has broken habitual, addictive sin in my life. And I believe today that God wants to do it in your life too. I want to read you a quote. I, I recommended two books. I don't know if you got my email. If you didn't, go check your junk box. It's there. But I've recommended two books that you pick up, easy books. One of them is A.W. Tozer's Pursuit of God. And the other one is Francis Frangipane's book. Uh, it's called Holiness, Truth, and, the, and God's Presence. And this is from that book here today. Um, hey, Joel, the, 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 the slides in this are completely different sermon. <laughs> so you might need to help me with that, brother. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, we're going to read it. I'm going to read a quote. It would have been on the screen, but um, I'm going to read it out loud. So listen real close. Look, listen to what it says. What our sin does is it creates a small but measurable distance between us and God. Unless there is repentance, the distance between you will probably widen until the relationship, that's not the scripture, you can go back a slide, until the uh, relationship itself gets severed. When we sin against him, we unconsciously erect a barrier between heaven and ourselves. We may still go to church, but a sense of distance, an artificial relationship emerges in our head. Each of those defenses, listen, we have erected to keep God out, ultimately walls us in, spiritually imprisoning ourselves in our own sin, and these barriers degenerate into strongholds of demonic oppression. Eventually, our walls towards God imprison us outside his divine presence, trapping our souls in outer darkness. It is possible that our walls towards God are the very substance of which hell is made of. See, what happens is, is that oftentimes these things in our lives that are valuable and important, one of the big ones in our society today is our children our children are important, our children are valuable, but our children should never take the first place in our lives. Only God does. What happens is, is that oftentimes it starts very small in our life. 
It's, it's, a, it's a schooling or maybe it's a ministry. It's amazing how a ministry for God or spiritual gifting or a, a career or schooling, it's a good thing. It's a great thing. But if given too much affection and attention in our lives, it becomes God in our lives and it moves into a place of sin and we create barriers for ourselves where we do church things and we do religious realities, but we actually are not experiencing a breakthrough, supernatural, intimate relationship with Jesus because he's not first. And so I believe that Jesus knew that there was something very important about this idea. The idea of sin, the definition for sin is to miss the mark. When you and I are focused on God, when we are focused on him, our aim and our attention is on him. And what happens is, is our aim gets off. Our focus gets distracted on something small and sometimes something big. And we find ourselves in a religious relationship with the Lord. And in 2022, I want to believe that we're going to have an intimate, personal relationship with the Lord and that he's going to become first in our lives. Look how Jesus concludes this Verse, and this is the verse we're going to study, and then we're going to jump into a story in the Old Testament. Look how Jesus uh, mentions this verse in uh, Matthew, Matthew chapter, uh, chapter 6, verse 33. And it says uh, on the screen here, let me get it open here, my apologies. Here it is. Here it is. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. But first... And most importantly, seek, aim at, strive after, fully focus on his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right, the attitude and the character of God. Look at this. And all of these things will be given to you also. Now, I know what I'm preaching today is nothing new. I know I'm not preaching a bomb of a message today. I'm teaching the simplicity of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That all of the things that your attention is focused on, God knows your desires. God wants to provide things in your life. He wants to provide what you have your attention and your focus on. Be, you know, obviously, if it's of the Lord, if it's of God's character and nature, God wants to provide, but God wants to be in the first place. This word first means uh, first in time, first in place, first in order, first in importance. It means at the beginning. It means chiefly. It means above all. It means mainly. It means the best and the first. It means in front of. It means to make superior to. It means the first and the most important. This word seek means to aim, means to put my affection on, means to desire. So as we seek God in our 21 days of prayer and fasting, as we seek the Lord, we don't just seek the results. We don't just seek the relationship. We don't just seek the provision. We don't just seek all of these things. We seek the face of the living God. As we seek the face of the living God, and as we seek the presence of God, and as we seek the kingdom of God, I want you to know that your attention and your focus will be on the living God, and guess what? He takes care of everything else. God provides for you something significant in our lives when we offer him our first. 
When we bring our first to God, when we make God our focus, when we make God our aim, there is, there is a powerful encounter with God that is waiting behind your first. Many followers of Jesus Christ today, or even those who don't know God, are missing out on a true encounter with God because they've moved into a mode of religion where God is secondary and, and other things are first, and you are missing out on a supernatural, intimate encounter with the living God. And that's what he wants to do in your life in this season, that there is something that lies behind your first. And my hope and my prayer is that in this season, in the next 21 days, God will minister to you, that God will change you, that God will meet with you, that God will speak to you, that God will have a relationship with you, that God will minister to your heart, that no, you won't just want it. You, you want a relationship with him. Guess what? He wants a relationship with you. God wants to minister to you. Can I hear an amen? amen? He wants to have a relationship with you. There is a powerful, life-altering transformation in your life that comes when you prioritize your focus on Jesus and make him first. See, this idea of bringing your first to God, this idea of bringing your children to the Lord, this idea of bringing your career and your ministry and, and saying, God, these are the things I desire and I want, but God, I'm going to bring these things to you. This is actually, the, the idea of first and worship are greatly connected. That when we bring our first to the Lord, when we bring our first to God, there's actually worship. That's why we take the first 21 days, well, relatively, the first 21 days of the year, the first month of the year, let me say that, to, to worship the Lord. That's why we give the first of our finances. That's why we give the, the Lord loves the first, the first and the best of our lives. And so when you and I are bringing the first, what's happening is that you and I are worshiping the thing that is our most highest passion, the thing that we're most focused on, the thing that we most have our passion for and allegiance to. This idea of the first is where our worship starts. He doesn't want the last. He doesn't want the middle. He wants the first of your heart. He wants the first of your mind. He wants the first of your finances. He wants the first of your relationships. He wants the first of your anxiety. He wants the first of your fear. He wants the first. And when you give him the first, something supernatural happens in your life. Something supernatural happens. And we actually see this very interesting. I was struggling with this sermon. Steph will tell you, I, was just, I wasn't feeling very good this week. And I was having a hard time getting my brain wrapped around this concept and I just felt like the Lord began to speak to my heart. The first time the word worship is mentioned in the Bible. It's fascinating. The first time that the word worship is mentioned in the Hebrew in the entire Bible is found in a story in the book of Genesis. It's a beautiful connection. I love the Lord that he did this, that he connected this idea that we see that there was a, a man in, in the book of Genesis who was one of the patriarchs of our faith, a man who was a man after God's own heart, a man who was a, called a man of faith. And in Genesis chapter 22, we see the very, very first mention of the word worship. And the word worship is directly connected to this individual's ability to give what was most valuable in his life to God first. Something supernatural happened in this story. We find the story is of a, a man named Abraham. And Abraham had waited 25 years 
to see the promise of God fulfilled in his life. Many of you know this, but there might be some today that are new to the Bible or new to church that don't know the story in Genesis chapter 22. We see that in Genesis chapter 22, Abraham had been told by the age of 75 that he would be the father of many nations, yet Sarah, his wife, was completely barren and unable to have children. So over 25 years, they had waited for this promise. They had desired this thing. Some of you today are trying to have children and, 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 and in that journey of trying to have kids, or some of you here today are waiting for that promotion, or you're waiting for that, that breakthrough moment. So you know what it feels like to wait for God to do what he said he was going to do. It just takes patience, and it, it takes consistency. And so this, this Abraham and Sarah had waited and waited, made a few mistakes. Hagar, we'll talk about that on another day. But he waited 25 years until finally at the age of 99 years old, Abraham became a father for the very first time. 91 years old, and this woman, Sarah, who was well beyond birthing years, her, 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 her body had shut down in that way, and she was no longer able to have children. She was past the years of, uh, of being able to have a kid, and at the age of 91 years old, she gave birth to a child. Come on, somebody. And at the age of 99, uh, Abraham became a father of Isaac. 25 years go by. And they're living in the dream. They're living in this reality. Isaac was the promise that God had given to Abraham. And through Isaac, there would be generations upon generations of people. Abraham valued Isaac very highly. He loved Isaac. Isaac was probably potentially almost on a level where we don't know Abraham was a human just like you and me. So even though he's a man of faith, even though he's a man of God, I would like to bet that Abraham probably struggled to not make Isaac more important than God at times. When Isaac would run out and play in the field and all of a sudden he would trip and fall, I'm sure Abraham would jump out of his chair and run out there to make sure he was okay because if something happened to Isaac, it would cause the future dream that he had in his heart to not come to fruition. So here's Isaac, and here's Abraham, and Abraham is, is holding Isaac on, in high regard. It was his firstborn son. He loved him very, very much. And we come to this time in Scripture, in, in Genesis chapter 22, and look what it says. It says, sometime later, God tested Abraham. He tested him. And he said to him, Abraham... Here I am, he replied. God said, take your son, your only son, look at this, whom you love. Take the most important thing in your life, who's Isaac, and I want you to go to the region of Moriah, and I want you to sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on the mountain that I will show you. Listen, I want you to hear me today. During our 21 days of prayer and fasting, I want you to hear me. There are areas of your life that are more important than God. God is going to test you. He wants your heart. And I want you to know today, behind the test is breakthrough. Behind the test is provision. Behind the test is God's voice. Behind the test, this moment of testing 
whether it's a career or it's a, maybe you hold your job in such high regard that it takes more precedence than the house of the Lord. Or it takes more precedence than a relationship with God. Maybe it's money. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's an area of sin. Maybe it's a brokenness in your heart. Maybe it's the fact that someone's wounded you. I don't know what it is. I don't know where, you, where you've been in your life that you say you have this thing. I'm telling you that behind that first is a breakthrough from God in your life. He will come and he will say, okay, I'm going to test you. Come on, Steph. I'm going to test you, Andrew. I'm going to test you in this area. And I want you to know I'm only testing you because behind this thing that you think is so important, I have something so much greater and bigger for you. And it is a personal relationship with me that will transform your life forever. And he was tested in this moment. And he says, I want you to take your son, your only son, the first in your life. I want you to sacrifice him and make me first. I want you to sacrifice this desire and make me first. I want you to make me the focus and the aim. You're off track a little bit, potentially, Abraham. Maybe you've gotten a little off track here. And during our 21 days of prayer and fasting, I just want to bring you back and make you offer this on the altar so that I remain first and foremost in your life. Look what he says in Genesis chapter 22. He continues in Abraham. He told his servant what was going to happen. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey and took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. And when he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. And on the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. And he said to his servants, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. Look at this. We will worship. First time used in the Bible, this word. It's directly connected to, to Abraham's ability to lay down what was most precious in his life as a way to worship the Lord. Stay here. Me and the boy, and I love what Abraham says. We will worship, and then we're going to come back. Because Abraham knew that behind this precious thing that he holds in his life, what God has for me, the provision, the encounter with God, the experience with God, I know. God's just testing my heart here. He just wants to be first. So if I know, I'm going to go up and worship God's going to take, he's going to add all these things to me. I'm going to make God my first. And don't you worry, I'm going to come on back here because God is going to do something supernatural. And look what it says in the scripture. We see that there are two things that happened in this verse that I believe is going to happen during this 21 days of prayer and fasting as you identify whatever this first is, big or small, as you offer it and identify it to the Lord, we see that Abraham obeyed. And I'll give you the two things here in a second. Verse 9, when they reached the place God had told them about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. And he bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. And he reached, remember, he's a 25-year-old man, by the way. He reached out his hand. He took the knife to slay his son. So here we see that Abraham, Abraham obeyed the Lord and did exactly what he told him to do as a form of worship. 
He lifts the knife in the air. He's about to murder and kill his son. And if you're having a hard time theologically like that about this, we can talk about it later. But it was a very cultural norm for them to offer their firstborn sons and other religions. And God knew that Abraham grew up in an environment where the religious context was, offer your firstborn son to the Cheshmash God. So he knew, Abraham knew that God was just trying to get his heart. Abraham knew that God wasn't going to have him kill his son. And even if he did, he would rise him from the dead. So here he is about to sacrifice his son. There's two things that happen in this scripture. It says, the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy. Do not do anything to him. Look at this. Now I know that you fear God because you've not withheld from me your son. You haven't held on to the first things in your life. Those things in your life, I know you fear me because you put those things on the altar. You sacrificed them and you made me first. This is the first thing that God wants to do that lies behind your offering of first is that God wants to reveal himself to you. The angel of the Lord here, many scholars and theologians believe that this was a theophany moment where Jesus spoke to uh, Abraham in bodily form. He spoke clearly to him. He came down and said, now I know that you fear me. God wants to speak to you in this season. What lies behind your first is that God's voice is going to become more clear in your life than it's ever been. Hear my voice today. Many of you here today are confused and frustrated because every time you go to read your Bible and every time you go to pray and every time you go to church, it's cloudy, it's foggy, you can't hear from God. In this season, I prophesy to you today that in this next 21 days, you are going to hear the voice of God like never before. You're going to hear his voice and strategy for your life and for your family. He's going to speak to you affirmation and love and encouragement. He's going to give you prophetic vision for your life. God will speak to you in a supernatural way. He will reveal himself to you. This expression of worship where Abraham gave something of tremendous value led to the ability to hear God's voice. I'm going to say that again because I want you to hear me. His willingness to worship the Lord with what was most valuable to him led to his ability to hear the very voice of the living God. And through that, God revealed himself to Abraham. The second thing we see that happened, Abraham looked up and he saw there in a thicket a ram caught by its horns and he went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called to that, called that place, the Lord will provide. And to this day, it is said, on the mount of the Lord, it will be provided. Have you ever heard that song, Jireh? You know that song? This is where that song comes from. See, God revealed himself in this moment as Jehovah Jireh. What God does when you give your first, he will provide for you. He sees exactly what is going on in your life. He doesn't just provide the bare necessities of clothes and, and, and food, even though those things are true. You know what he does? He provides everything that you need in your life to fulfill the purposes of God for your life. He, he provides everything in your life to have that marriage that you've been praying about. He provides everything that you need in your life to experience that, that purpose of fulfillment in your life. He will provide 
everything that you need in your life to experience the abundance and the satisfaction and the fulfillment that you've been striving for and longing for, but it comes by putting God first in your life. There is something that lies behind your first in this season, and it is the voice of the living God. He wants to reveal himself to you as Jehovah Jireh. He wants to come, and he wants to meet your need. Remember, it says, seek first God's kingdom, and all of these things will be added unto you. He'll provide the provision, the finances. He'll provide the protection for your children. He'll provide the wisdom for your future. He'll provide the the understanding and the strategy for how to launch that business or how to take your business to the next level or how to go forward in your relationship with your spouse or how to deal with your in-laws or how to reach your friends for Christ or how to to deal with your your wanting to get a career or or college or degree or, or having love this year. He will take care of everything that he desires for your life. You just have to put Jesus first. When you put him first and you lay down your fears and your anxieties and your concerns about your future and about getting sick, about what God provide, and when you just say, Lord, I just want to seek you first, Lord. What is it in your life? What's the first in your life in this season? What is it for you? Every person here has a first. Every person here has something in their life that's valuable. God's saying, here, he comes to you today and says, take your blank and sacrifice it to me on the altar that I will tell you about. What is it for you in this season? What is it God's prompting you to do? Is it fear? Is it anxiety? Is it concern? Is it your children's finances? What is it for you? I want you to know today that whatever that thing is in your life, And in this moment, right here, right now, if you lay that down before the Lord, he promises that he will provide for all of your needs. I want you to close your eyes for a moment. Come on, what is it for you? Don't miss this moment. I know this is just a a January 9th, but I believe there's something supernatural about this moment right now. Every eye closed in this place. What is it for you? Is it sin? Is it fear? pain and wounds in your life. Maybe you're worried about your children. Maybe you're worried about your career. Maybe you've got debt. You don't know how to get out of it. What is the big thing in your life right now that's taken the first place? Come on, get it in your head right now. The word of the Lord to you today is that if you seek first his kingdom, if you seek first the Lord, you make him your aim and you make him your focus. All of these things be added unto you. Father, we come before you right now. We pray for every one of these things, God. Lord, you know these things. You are fully aware of the burdens that are on their shoulders, the burdens that are on their heart, God, the things they carry. You know this more than anybody. We come before you right now, Lord. We say, Father, we take the first things. We lay them at your feet right now, and we say, Jesus, we want you to be the first in 2022. We want you to be the first in our hearts and our lives, God. We take these things and we just lay them at your feet right now. Come on, just almost prophetically, like lay them before the Lord right now. Just come on, like do a prophetic act. Lay your hands out before God. God, we just lay them out before you right now. And we say, Father, all of these areas, we lay them at your feet. God, we ask you to come right now. We pray for your peace that surpasses all understanding. I pray that you would cause their Lord to cause the storm that's in our heart to be silenced in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray that, God, that you would come for every person who feels far from you or disconnected.
disconnected from you or feels hurt or broken in this season, Lord, would you speak to them clearer than you ever have before? Would you show them that you want to provide for them like you never have before, God? Let this be a season of encounter. Let this be a season of breakthrough. Let this be a season of overwhelming sense that, God, you are with us. God, we pray that, Lord, there be breakthrough in their marriages and breakthrough in their finances, God, and breakthrough in their hearts and breakthrough in their minds. We pray for transformation in their lives in the name of Jesus Christ in this season. God, we pray that, Lord, that you would be first. Be first and foremost in our lives, oh, Lord. We put you first, Jesus. We put you first, Jesus. Come on, every eye closed. If you're here today, and you're watching online, you'd like to give your life to Jesus. Maybe you want to recommit your life to Christ this year. You want to make a fresh commitment. I want to do this every single week this year. Every service. If you're in the room and you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, come on, quickly put your hand in the air. I won't pull you down. I'm not going to call you forward. Come on, you want to give your life to Jesus today? Come on, amen. Anybody online today, Lord, we pray. Lord, they would put you first. And we love you, Jesus, with all of our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, stand to your feet. Thank you for listening to our Love City Church podcast. Visit us online at www.lovecitychurch.ca. We pray that this message encourages you and strengthens you in your walk with Jesus.